Hi, I'm Ewan Blakey, Senior Pastor of Oasis Church. I hope this message gives you hope and helps you take your next step on your Christian journey. We'd love to invite you to come and see us in person at 10 a.m. on Sundays or join us live every Sunday on YouTube. For more info, visit our website, oasischurchperth.com. Well, if you don't know who I am, my name is Beck. Um, There's lots of Becks in the church, so feel free to call anybody Beck. They'll probably respond. Um, And it's my great privilege to be on the platform team and serve in that ministry in our church. And what a great church it is. And I really love that we've had this emotionally healthy spirituality um, topic that we've been covering over the last few weeks. It's actually um, something that I'm really passionate about and uh, hope to one day actually be emotionally healthy. That would be great. You know, I'm not there. I'm on a journey. Uh, Some would say very behind in the journey and some might say far along. It's a matter of... uh, subjectivity maybe but it's a it's a really amazing um series of resources that are available to us as christians and and really highlights the fact that god wants us to be healthy and to be whole and out of that is where our service to god and the service to our community really comes out of that place and so i love that as a church we invest into that we invest into developing that in ourselves and i think it's been a fantastic series uh, we kicked off with um really looking at what a slowed down spirituality looks like then we've gone into integrity the importance of integrity and uh then matt into authentic discipleship and then last week Pastor Ewan with Healthy Communities and and that one really spoke to me. I got a lot out of that message so thank you very much. That was uh, really impactful for me and I'm sure many over those weeks have been impacted by different different aspects of that and where God is speaking to you where you're at this morning. And this morning I'm going to continue in that series um, about developing our emotional maturity but in the the avenue or the realm of... um, our singleness or our marriages and when I was given that topic I thought I don't see how they go together but let me tell you there's some great um, wisdoms in there this morning that I want to share from the Emotional Healthy series. Most of my stuff has come out of that and particularly this topic out of the Emotionally Healthy Leader and I really encourage you that these sermons really should scratch uh, and itch in you for for you to go and and research some more, get hold of those books and dig a bit deeper, yeah? Can you do that? Awesome. (laughs) All right, so we're looking at our developing passion in our marriage and our singleness. So this is going to be fun. You ready? Yeah, it's going to be good. All right, so each one of us here today is in one of those seasons. I'm confident that each and every person in this room is either single or married. Yeah, so there's something here for all of us this morning. And I really pray my heart is that God will speak to you in your situation and bring um, about some, some revelation, some healing and some ideas of how to move forward in um, your journey of emotional, healthy spirituality, all right? That's my heart for you this morning. So I just wanted to share a story with you first that, you know, COVID's such a big issue at the moment, right? Like just that pesky thing that just won't go away. You just really want it to go away, but it won't go away. But somebody recently was sharing with me their story of COVID, And they were sharing, not from their own personal point of view, but they were sharing from 
their fiance's point of view and they were talking about how it was a really challenging time because this person had to stay in their room for seven days while they isolated. And they were sharing about how, you know, that was really difficult, that they were isolated and, um, and alone for that seven weeks. But what was happening while they were telling me was I was having these internal dialogues. Do you ever do that when someone is sharing a story and your head, you're just having your own dialogue in your head? clearly not listening attentively <laughs> but as a as a introvert and as a parent as they were sharing this story with me I thought you've come to the wrong person to share this story to I was like I have no empathy for you whatsoever <laughs> I was thinking that sounds like the perfect vacation like seven days where food is delivered to your door and you're in isolation I'm like that is like my dream vacation right there. So subsequently when I got COVID a couple of weeks later, I put my hand up to my family. I said, I will isolate in my room. I will keep you all safe and I will stay in there and take one for the team. They would not have a bar of that. I was so devastated. <laughs> Instead, I got to share my isolation with a bouncing five-year-old and a coughing husband. So that was fun. <laughs> but, you know, what really made me think about that is that, you know, sometimes we catch ourselves, well, maybe you don't. I catch myself thinking thoughts like, please don't judge me, right? You're going to, just a warning, please don't judge me. I'm a good person. <laughs> but I catch myself thinking thoughts like, if I wasn't married, or if I didn't have kids, I could do X, Y, and Z with my money and my time. And I kind of think, oh, I'd have all this free time and I'd have all this free money. Now, I'm sure you don't have those thoughts, do you? It's just me that has those thoughts. And, you know, sometimes I daydream about how clean my house would be <laughs> if nobody else lived there. I, sometimes I catch myself daydreaming about what it might feel like to be bored and, I, you know, then I come back to reality. And, but I am confident that I'm not the only person that has these thoughts. I'm confident that some of us in this room will share these thoughts, these daydreams as well. And I, and I imagine that there's many of us here today who have dreamed, daydreamed, pondered the endless possibilities should they be single again. And likewise, I imagine that there are also many people in the room today or watching online who are single who daydream about what it's like to be married and that's the desire of their heart as well. And it's that whole kind of idea that the grass is greener on the other side, right? It's like I want what I can't have or I want what I don't have because it seems more appealing in the hard moments, yeah? But the reality is, is the grass is greener where you water it, right? The grass is greener where you water it. Why don't you turn to the person next to you and say, the grass is greener where you water it. <laughs> now, I didn't realise how much attention, effort goes into making grass green. Let me digress for a moment. But we renovated our backyard 
I don't know, it's been like an ongoing renovation forever. Um, But a few years ago, we ripped out our garden and we laid new grass. It's nothing quite like when new grass is laid, right? Like it's so green, it's so beautiful. And what I discovered was that my husband has a great passion for green grass. (laughs) And so I watch him. I did ask permission if I could talk about this. It's okay. (laughs) Like, he has a great passion. I didn't realise how much work went into making that grass green, but he spends a lot of time, like, watering, nurturing, caring. I feel like it has to be mowed, like, every five minutes. Fertilise, all these things. But there's a lot of time and effort that goes into making that grass green. And the same thing is for situations, the seasons of life that we find ourselves in. We can fantasise and we can think about what it might be like to be on the other side. But actually, to live in passion and enthusiasm of the season we're in, it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of effort, yeah? We'd like it to be nice and simple, but it's not. It takes effort and it takes time. So really today what I want to explore is, you know, what if we could live in a space where we were living in our marriages, we were living in our singleness from that place of passion, that we weren't just constantly daydreaming about what it would be like to have the other situation, but we're actually enjoying the season that we're in with deep passion. Wouldn't that be great? You know, both married and singles have ups and downs in their lives. They have challenges, but God has a plan for us that we not just endure our lives, but we thrive in our lives, that God wants us to be passionate. He's got a purpose in the season that we're in. His desire is that even though the challenges and the ups and downs of life happen, that we are thriving in that, that we're experiencing deep relational connections with other people and and out of that comes the reflection of God's love to other people. So, you know, when we're, we're living in that place of passion and that deep connection with the people around us, that's an opportunity for God to show his love to the world as well. So if we're developing our emotionally healthy self, um, either in our singleness or our marriages, we need to do three things, I think. We need to embrace the season that you're in. Seems simple, but you know what? We need to embrace, if we're married, we need to embrace that season. If we're single, we need to embrace that season. And we need to know, the second thing is we need to know the purpose of the season. And I really believe that because the way we live in our singleness or in our marriage, is a powerful tool for us to model God's passionate love for the world. When we're living emotionally healthy lives in our marriages or in our singleness, we are able to naturally express God's love to the world around us. And that's our greatest calling as Christians, is to express God's love. And we can do that through the seasons of life we're in, whether we're single or we're married, because that love that exudes out of us comes out of the overflow of what we're investing into those seasons. And the third thing is cultivate passion in the season. We need to be really intentional about cultivating passion in our seasons. You know, just like the grass takes a lot of effort to keep green and beautiful, and our grass is looking pretty sensational at the moment thanks to one individual's work, 
I have no part in that whatsoever. But we need to be really intentional and invest into that. So today, there's some things that I want to unpack and explore with you, really practical things about how we can do those three things. Does that sound good to you? You up for it? Well, let's have a look at some scripture because, well, we're at church, right? (laughs) We should do that. But no, because God speaks to us through his word. It's really powerful. It's living. And there's so much depth to it. Let's look at John, 1 John 4, 7 to 12. So it's on the screen behind me or if you want to grab your phone out. 1 John 4, 7 to 12. And I'm looking at the New Living Translation. And it says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God. For God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us And his love is brought to full expression in us. That's really powerful. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. And when we embrace the season that we're in, married or single, we have the purpose of displaying God's love to the world around us, which is really powerful. That as Christians, that's our greatest calling, that we would love God and love others. So how you live either in being married or single can be your loudest gospel expression. Your actions in those, those domains of your life can be the biggest expression of your faith to the people around you sometimes more powerful than the things you say. The full expression of God's love is demonstrated when we love other people around us. That's amazing. So I should mention here that, just for the singles, a little disclaimer, that when I say embrace your singleness, by no means am I saying you should stay single, okay? Please hear me that, because I I can imagine some people are single going, is she saying I should be single forever? I should embrace that and be single forever. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that, you know, there are some people who choose to be single their entire life, and that's a calling on God, but that's probably uh, a small amount of people that would choose to do that. And other people are single because they're young, or it's not the right age, it's not the right time. You haven't met somebody Perhaps you've been widowed, perhaps you've been through a marriage breakdown. There's heaps of reasons over the course of your life that you might find yourself in singleness. And it's not just young people, it's traverses across all ages, right? And uh, one thing from last week that I really like that Pastor Ewan talked about is that we can't separate um, aspects of our life. So he talked about how we can't separate our body, spirit and soul. But we often try and compartmentalize our spirituality 
uh, away from our everyday life. Like I, I find I do that sometimes and I'm sure that we all kind of fall into that trap that this is our spiritual life and this is our ordinary life and the two kind of don't always go together. But this is not how God's designed us to be. God has designed us that those things all mesh together. That when we go about our daily lives, we're, we're actually expressing our spirituality. We're, we're um, communing with God each day. And out of that comes our service, comes our ministry, and it's all interconnected together. So um, how our marriages are, people notice. Have you noticed that? Like, do you watch people who are married? I know when I was single, I used to watch people that were married and you could, you could pick up a lot of information from that. And I think as married people, we need to be aware that, you know, how we act as married people speaks volumes to other people. And it speaks volumes to our children, it speaks volumes to our church community, it speaks volume, volumes to the community at large. And it's the same for when you're single. How you um, live your single life speaks volumes as well. People notice these things. People notice how you live your life. And you're speaking messages through how you do that. So when we live our life interconnected with our spiritual life and our, what we call our daily life with our relationship with God, there is an immense power there to witness for the people around us of his amazing love. Our example and our actions in these areas have amazing potential to influence people more than having a conversation with them because people are watching. So therefore, the biggest question is how do we cultivate lives of singleness and marriage that are full of passion? So how do we cultivate lives of singleness and marriage that are full of passion? Because we want to exude passion. We want to exude God's love because that's our greatest witness. Well, I think, well, I think I stole from this uh, information from Emotional Healthy Spirituality that there's three areas that are really going to help us. So if you're taking notes, take notes in this part. That the first one is that we need to prioritize God. And so for both singles and married, this applies, that our top priority should be God. Regardless of whether you're married or single, our first priority always has to be God. And making space for him in our lives. You know, prioritizing being with God over doing for God. And this is something that I got wrong for so many years that, you know, serving, um, ministry, it's not the same as being with God. We really need to prioritize being with God over doing for God. We need to cultivate healthy habits with spending time with God. You know, time is always going to be a challenge. Time, time, time. If we could buy time, I would be broke <laughs> because I would buy more time. Um, but we have to prioritize it. And I think, you know, one of the blessings of being single is that, um, particularly if you're a young single, that you can build healthy habits while you're young that will last you a lifetime. You know, you build those practices into your life, prioritizing God, making time for that is such a vital thing. 
towards developing the passion within us because it's out of that overflow that we can give to other people. We can't give to other people if that's empty inside of us, if we're not growing in depth of relationship with God. Second thing is be intentional. Be intentional. We need to be intentionally investing into our married life, and intentionally investing into our singleness. So for singles, I've got some points for you. You got your phones, you got your notes, you ready? <laughs> You're not single. <laughs> um, all right. So for single people, invest into close relationships. You are not designed to do life alone. You need to be cultivating some really close reciprocal friendships where you have that close community, whether it's family and friends combination, but you need to intentionally invest into those relationships. You need to be intentional about self-care. So as a single, you need to set boundaries and limits on your time. Actually, the story in, one, in this book talked about how um, this single person was asked to stay back at church and pack up the chairs so that the married people could go home and, and be released from having uh, extra duties to do because, you know, they were very important people that had to go and do stuff. And, and this person really challenged their pastor about that attitude that, you know, single people, you need to put boundaries and limits around what you're doing so that you have the time to invest into relationships as well. You know, you're not... Um, in your singleness, you're not a horse to be flogged. You need to set aside time to be investing into your relationships as well, just as much as married people do. So you need to steward your time and you need to take care of yourself. Make healthy life choices. You know, as a single Christian, you've made a commitment um, of the biblical principle that I like to call waiting. So you're waiting to have sex with your married partner. You're not there scrolling and hooking up, but you're intentionally making healthy life choices and that speaks volumes to people around you. Make space to have fun. Don't you love this? Like, I feel like churches, I love that us as a church, we're saying this. We're saying to you as a single person, you know what, you need to go and have fun. You know, you need to have some joy in your life. You need to have some adventure. You need to prioritise and be really intentional about living a life of fun, adventure. Um, that's fantastic, I think. Enjoy your life and be intentional about um, developing community as well. Being part of community is so important. Put, putting yourself out there, making yourself available. You know, as a single person, if you want to meet someone, you've got to be in community. You've got to make yourself available and open to that, Yeah can see all those single people furiously writing all these notes down. <laughs> all right, married people, you're not off the hook. How do we be intentional? This is, we need to intentionally pray for passion in your marriage. Like, when I read that, I was like, yeah, I wouldn't have thought to do that, actually. <laughs> like, actually pray that God increases the passion in your relationship. That's amazing, hey? You probably do that, and it's just me who didn't think to do that. But, you know, we need to intentionally be praying that God would cultivate passion in our marriage. Um, 
Another one, you're going to like this. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. Who remembers um, a few years ago, actually, we had a community date night and we had a sexologist here. And for the life of me, I can't remember her name. Patricia Wirakun. And so this was great. It was so good. She said something that made me so uncomfortable, right? I was like, hmm. <laughs> and then I read it again in this book. Would you like to know what it is? <laughs> Like both, so the Emotionally Healthy series and this sexologist were saying, as a married couple, you should commit to spending time naked together, right? <laughs> I was like, I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> so I'm just going to put that out there. And uh, you can do with that what you will. It is winter. I encourage you to put the heater on, perhaps. <laughs> Give it a shot. <laughs> But the whole idea is about breaking down guilt and shame and enjoying one another. It's not about sexual intimacy, but it's about intimacy in your relationship. So I encourage you to try that. Have a go. See, where, see how you go. Don't report back. That's personal. <laughs> Don't need to know. <laughs> um, the other one is intentionally look for opportunities um, in the day to affirm one another. Like when you're married for a while, like it's really easy to find the faults in the other person, hey? Like it's really easy to notice those things that they didn't do. Um, but what you look for is what you'll find. So if you're looking for faults, you'll find faults. But if you're looking for opportunities to encourage and to lift that person up, you'll find it. And so you have to be really intentional about that. I think my husband's really good at that. He often calls me. Um, I'm really busy usually. And he's like, hey, how's your day going? He's so sweet. But he's really intentional about that. And it's great. And we need to cultivate that in our lives. That where, you know, when you think about having a go about that dish being left out for the millionth time, Maybe just take a step back and think, what's something I can encourage this person about? What can I lift my spouse up with? So what you look for is what you'll find. And so intentionally look for opportunities to lift and encourage your spouse. And the third and final point is set limits. You know, we all have limits and we all have very varied capacities, um, you know, you can't put a blanket description on that because everybody seems to be different in, in how much they can give out um, and you've got to work that out for yourself. But everything else in your life comes after those first two things. So your work commitments, your never-ending to-do list, errands to run, things that people ask you to do, they all come under prioritising God and intentionally investing into your marriage or your singleness, and then everything comes after that. The to-do list will always be there, and it will always grow. There will always be demands on our time, but we need to make God and our relationships the highest priority. Work, ministry, serving, all comes after those two things. <laughs>